0: Welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce our crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. Uh, Let's see. Let's start off with uh, Special Agent Mike Roach. Uh, We also have Lieutenant Randy Sutton, Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrew Casal, and Producer Will Stasser. So thanks, guys. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, GALS. We have Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, TAC dash tote.com, and we are fueled by bang energy so thanks to all the entities for helping make the show happen I have a great lineup for you guys uh, some interesting uh, subject lines that we're going to be covering the first main story that we're going to cover it's on police one ken Valentine is the author and we are mostly big fans of ken i mean i can't think of any article or any story that he's written that just wasn't top-notch so it's titled reasonable suspicion does not mean beyond a reasonable doubt and i'll say that one more time Reasonable suspicion does not mean beyond a reasonable doubt. So he, he cites a, a case called United States versus James. And just in short, we got a guy named uh, Patrick Jerome James. He argues in court, and I'm not going to go through the whole case, but he argues that the stop of the vehicle was improper because the officer made a mistake of law that the vehicle was stolen. James claimed that the officer had no evidence that James had any intent to deprive a guy named Robin Cooper, who had the vehicle original, originally or that Enterprise um, that that he was trying to deprive them of this vehicle. Because I, I believe Robin Cooper rented the vehicle from Enterprise and then he kind of loaned it or or gave it away to like Patrick Jerome James, our, our bad guy. So while intent to deprive may be an element of the crime that the prosecution has to show in trial in order to get a conviction, for vehicle theft, the court held that the officer does not need to check the same box for purposes of reasonable suspicion. And it says that reasonable suspicion to initiate a Terry stop, which is what this was, like probable cause to arrest or search, that it's the same thing. It does not require officers to establish the elements of the offense with a level of certainty as though trial-level proof must exist at the side of the road. And it says thus the stop was proper, the marijuana and illegal gun that they actually ended up getting, that that was properly seized as well. So um, another uh, decent ruling, I know that when I, you know, was in college and I did take criminal justice, I had a, a really uh, good instructor that described, you know, reasonable suspicion and probable cause and, and all these things um, to, Anyhow, the, the probable cause was interesting because it's more than mere suspicion, but less than absolute certainty was the standard that was explained to me. And I thought that was one of the best word pictures I was ever given on deciding, you know, what it was. Uh, comments on this, guys? Any uh, any insight from anybody? I got I no think, takers?
1: No, I, I think it was a pretty simple case. I mean, I, I I know where he's going with it, and it made perfect sense, but I, I'm not sure where whoever other than the defendants – have that confusion confuse, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt level of court conviction versus the reasonable suspicion and or and then after that probable cause on the street, I I don't know where his attorney got ever got that crap from. But yeah, that if Brett was here, he'd be looking the guy up and sending him an email going, what are you talking about?
0: Well, you know, most of the conflict I have with that. And, and with this article, I, I don't know who his target audience was, but I can tell you that on YouTube, when I exchange with guys that watch our show, a lot of these guys really challenged they use the word probable cause as as the what is necessary in order to stop somebody for a carry stop or whatever they just are, are totally clueless and so there's a constant education process going on with non-leos with the general public you know as far as telling them what we need for justification in order to do certain things so maybe it's geared more towards them i don't know it, it would make more sense to me if there's nobody else we'll uh we'll move in uh move on to our next one here and you know let me just uh so that I can say I just went in and did it. Let me go and start off with a with a, um, with a video. And look, I'm going to uh, rumble.com. The channel is called This Is Butter. I think it's the best law enforcement video source available. So again, This Is Butter, they're on at rumble.com. And if you're listening to us on podcast or on radio, I'm gonna describe in great detail what's going on and anything that's also has a video component so you don't feel like you're missing anything. So in this particular case, it's Scott County. They release a dash in a body cam video of a justified shooting during a traffic stop. So the Scott County Sheriff's Office, the deputy's use of force, it was a deadly use of force. It's ruled as justified. But the county attorney, whose name is Mike Walton, said that it could have been avoided. So he had issues with it. So the incident, it happened right after one o'clock in the morning on October 23rd uh, in the Menards parking lot. Deputy Gregory Hill pulls over a 23 year old guy named Robert Mitchell for his brake light being out. Uh, But he attempts to arrest uh, Mitchell on outstanding warrants for resisting arrest and failing to appear in court on dangerous drug charges in in, Indiana. So that's when Mitchell, our bad guy, jumps back into the driver's seat of the car. So Hill holds on to Mitchell as he puts the car in reverse, and he drives, and then he reverses again. So the body cam footage from a second deputy uh, shows the incident, and Hill uh, warns that he's going to shoot Mitchell if Mitchell doesn't stop driving. Deputy Hill then fires three shots, and two of these hit our bad guy, Mitchell. Attorney Walton said that if Mitchell had complied with the Deputy's commands with Deputy Hills commands, then he would still be alive today. so i'm I'm glad they threw that in there because compliance is a really big deal. Um comments on the video. Anyone have an have an issue with it?
1: Well, other than the normal you know climbing inside uh, bad guys cars on traffic stops, at least as you said, the the female Leo was yelling at the other cop to get out, get out of the car, get out of the car. Which was, you know, a, a smart thing on her por- part to not pile in on top of him. So good for her for that. Um, but in, in the end, I, that was the that was the problem with the video. He, he ended up in the car with the guy, which could have ended badly. He didn't get hurt, but could have ended badly.
0: Any issues cop. with the with the timing of the shots? Because I know that um, you know the car. The, the first video angle, we couldn't really see. We, I, I just saw the car pull away and I saw I thought it was a third cop that was ended up shooting at the car, but it was the guy that had actually been in the car, but the guy bad guy's driving away, he's out of the car and he's, and he's shooting at him. Any issues with that, Randy or David?
1: Yeah, I mean if that's I'm sure that's where the, the chief of police or whoever it was was saying that he was disappointed that it could have been avoided um, justified but avoidable. Um, and then then if you really start splitting hairs on it with some of these jurisdictions, uh, the the idea of that shooting being justified is is going to be a little bit of a leap especially since he is now detached himself from the vehicle he's standing up he's not a, he's not going to be run over um you know the 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 articulation of the threat be, starts to become a little bit of a of a little bit more of a difficult thing to do but um you're in that you're in that spot and things are going that south uh, decision you're going to use deadly force uh, it where it's going to end up is right there.
0: You know, Lieutenant Randy, in all fairness, I have to admit that we couldn't really see what was in front of the car when he was driving away and the, uh, and the cop was shooting at him. So there could have been another cop civilians. I mean, anything could have been there, I guess.
2: Yeah. And I, I don't think he, he meant to get in the vehicle. Um, it looked like he was trying to wrestle him away and wound up, you know, kind of being dragged in there. I don't think he fully intended, to get into that vehicle with the suspect you know mostly most of that action happened right in the uh the the doorway so um but you know these things are happening so quickly and and you know you're getting you're in that combat mode um but you know as the guy's driving away it's it's kind of tough to it's kind of tough to say you know it's you know you're, you're shooting at him as he's, as he's leaving you know but he still could present a threat
0: all right thanks you know we've got uh, i'm looking at our our screen of people that are watching our show live you know we're streaming right now to youtube and facebook linkedin and twitter and we got sergeant george i think last week he was on a cruise ship watching our show and he's he's out there what at the pool area i think you know and he's got us on on a tv out there so sergeant george thanks for watching wherever you're at i'm sure some exotic location so uh involving very little clothing i might add so but uh is there don't shake your head andrea i'm watching i know that's right Your family's watching, I understand now. So if if there's uh, nobody else, we'll jump into an update. I've got a little over two minutes. So let's go ahead and make that happen. I got some uh, interesting updates. Uh, These are normally cops that have been charged and fired, suspended, acquitted, cleared, and sued. And some of these have a video component. And and, and again, for a podcast and radio listeners, I was describing great detail what's going on for any any, uh, thing that is recorded on video. Uh, But in this first one, a jury clears. And, and, and Mike Roach is going to get involved on, on the first two. A jury clears an off-duty FBI agent who shot an aggressive panhandler on a Metro train. So um, the Seda, um, you know, uh, where we at in, uh, in Maryland here, a federal agent who shot an aggressive panhandler aboard a Metro passenger train in 2020, was found not guilty uh, by a jury late last week. So this actually went to jury trial. So the FBI, the agent is Eduardo uh, Valde, Valdevia, Uh, He was facing charges of second degree, attempted murder, reckless endangerment, assault, and felon use of a firearm in connection with the December 15, 2020 shooting of Stephen Slaughter, according to the WTOP. How about being a bad guy with a last name of Slaughter, huh? Uh, So he could have received a sentence up to 65 years in prison if our FBI agent was convicted. So a jury found agent uh, Val... Valdivia not guilty on December the 2nd after approximately three hours of deliberations according to WRC. Uh, Investigators said the incident occurred on the Red Line train. It was near Medical Center station after Slaughter our Bad Guy approached the agent asked him for money, and that was on Fox News. So security footage shows the off-duty agent and Slaughter, they exchanged a fist bump, but the agent declined to give him any money. So Slaughter muttered some various expletives as he turned away, and the agent told him to watch your mouth. And it was it was over, according to the assistant state attorney, John Lelos, it was over until uh, the agent could not let it go. And uh, that's what he said in closing arguments uh, on uh, on Friday, I will cover the rest of this go, uh, you know, just hold on for a second. We're gonna take our first commercial break and we'll be right back to cover this. All right. Motion DSP. They've been supporting the law enforcement industry for over 15 years for their robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. So motion DSP software is easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise. You can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters. You can achieve results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. A Spotlight was built specifically for redaction and was designed to work with video from any camera source. And using motion DSP algorithms and object tracking technology, Spotlight automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information that saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction. Now, forensic enhancement software allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. You can get forensically valid evidence from low-quality video in minutes instead of hours, and you can learn more about these products at MotionDSP.com. Also, Guardian Lines Technologies, you know, they are the industry leader in technology solutions for law enforcement. Now, their software will cut background investigators' time in half. We all know there's a call for more accountability and hiring and selecting who gets to wear the badge. And with Guardian, they developed a CJIS-compliant background investigative software platform that helps weed out problematic applicants in record time. And with Guardian, the entire background check process, it's more comprehensive, but is also much faster for both the agency and the applicants. There's no work from fees or long-term commitments, so I strongly recommend that you visit them today at GuardianAllianceTechnologies.com. All right. Welcome back to Leo Roundtable. You know, so I left off where our bad guy with the last name of Slaughter, you know, um, he's getting into it with the FBI guy. And the uh, assistant state attorney says the FBI guy, it was over until he just couldn't let it go. So uh, Slaughter turns back towards the agent and starts to advance on him after the agent told him to watch his mouth. And he's ignoring the agent's repeated warnings to back up, and there's there's witness testimony that backs up what the agent said happened. So the FBI agent said, move away, I'm an FBI agent, back away. And other gentlemen did not, according to a witness, and he dropped his bag, and he approached the agent to fight him. So slaughter, a bad guy, later acknowledged that he actually threatened to throw the agent um, into a wall during the incident, according to the WTOP. So as the situation escalates, the off-duty agent pulls out his nine millimeter handgun, and he shoots our bad guy, from two or three feet away according to the wrc so the agent believed that he was about to be attacked and then he fired the weapon to protect himself um slaughter or bad guy survived the shooting but he had surgery in his pancreas his colon his spleen as a result you know from his injuries so um it goes on to say lastly that the agent was suspended without pay by the fbi after the incident and i think i read that he's going to be going you know back to work uh but it doesn't say anything about the bad guy having a weapon. It was just, you know, a hands-on encounter, um, from what I've been able to get from the court documents. So, um, comments on this, guys. I have another FBI thing that that Mike Roach sent me, uh, but any comments on this, David?
1: J- just the one. You, you said it in the in the article. I mean, what a what an ass. The uh, the assistant t- state attorney says that it was over until uh, Valdivia couldn't let it go i'm sorry was he the one that turned back towards the other person and started to advance on him who didn't let it go uh, i mean that's the crap coming out of coming out of dc um courts how, how fascinating
0: well true um now i i i really don't like it well i'm sorry mike your, your mic's up and go ahead you're, you're yeah, probably going to say sorry. what i'm thinking
3: the- no, I mean, you know, he's very fortunate that, you know, in that in the criminal justice system up there that he was not convicted. You know, he's been on the beach for two years, not collecting the paycheck. Um, I don't think it's clear that, uh, that the Bureau has cleared him to return to, to duty yet. But, it, you know, he was on the train. At, what was it was at six o'clock at six thirty in the morning. And, you know, it's a confined space. Uh, you know, a typical aggressive panhandler up in D.C. coming towards him. Um, you know, perhaps the argument can be made that, you know, he could have gone hands on with the guy and not pulled out his gun. But, you know, again, I wasn't there and nobody else was there. Uh, we're going off of, you know, flawed witness testimony quite often as to what actually occurred.
0: Well, thanks mike and that's i'm glad you said that because that's what i'm thinking about i i i don't want it to be the norm for cops to get too anxious to use you know a a firearm instead of going hands-on we've already got we've already gone that way with the taser right uh where guys forget arrest techniques and don't know how to use you know pressure points and uh you know arm bars and things like that so um so but we don't know what all the circumstances are i don't know the size or skill you know and it's a panhandler so i I'm, I'm, I, it's hard for me to imagine he's got a skill set level higher than what the FBI guy had, but uh, but anyhow, I I, I just yeah, hate to see them
1: again. What's what's the odds he had a knife or some other uh, some other thing on his person or in his hand that the FBI agents by himself don't expect any help from the public, and he, he's by himself at six a.m. on a on a on a metro line, you know in DC. Uh, so you're you're rolling the dice getting into a getting into a hands. A hand-to-hand situation with some uh, scumbag like that uh, down on the, in, in DC on the Metro. Good luck with that one.
0: Well, I know, but but again, to to justify a use of deadly force, I would like to, you know, just for me, I would like to see something a little extra, you know, a threat of a weapon. You know, he had a hand behind his back; he wouldn't show it to me or whatever. But um, Andrea,
1: I think that you know, I think that's just the biggest thing is that look where things have gone in DC. I think that you know. If you've ever been in dc on the metro and how aggressive some of those panhandlers or anybody can be i think you're already on guard just knowing where you're at your you know your situation i agree with you there it'd be nice for a deadly you know deadly force situation but i mean you kind of have to take a situation like that and expect that if somebody's coming at you depending on how aggressive we don't have all the information but depending on how aggressive he was you know what wasn't what was his intent you know this guy he's alone he's there there's never not a whole lot good that happens in some of the uh, metro stations there in D.C.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, now, <laughs> keep the FBI in your mind because now we're at the Metro Center uh, shooting a surveillance video released by WMATH, Fox 5 in D.C. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, so I read D.C. And I'm thinking, well, it's just the same thing we're talking about. And, and, but it's not. We have an off-duty FBI special agent open fire inside Metro Center Station on Wednesday night, fatally striking one person. So a preliminary investigation shows that there was a fight between uh, the special agent and another person uh, during the scuffle, the agent and the other person fall over an eight-foot drop behind the platform and away from the tracks. Now, there's a video of this, but it's a uh, there's no sound on it. Uh, the federal officer then open, opens fire on the other individual. So on Friday, Metro Transit Police, they released a video of multiple angles of this incident going down. You see the crowd, you know, they're like running away when the shots are fired, obviously. They also released a video of what they're calling a heroic rail operator because he decided to bypass the station uh, when she saw the incident incident going down uh so the person who was shot was pronounced dead at the scene he's been identified as troy bullock 28 years old of southeast dc and the fbi agent was transported to the hospital after suffering minor injuries um, you know during the uh, during the fight so that's what we have so two two of these mike in a row kind of surprising
3: yeah and you know you, you would think that okay we're not talking about the most vulnerable looking people you know two fbi agents that are you know physically fit and, you know, in the, the case of the, the, the latest one, what was kind of a funny story was my uh, oldest, one daughter lives in DC and my younger one was going up to go for some training and she was uh, traveling back and forth on the, um, the, the Metro and my wife, uh, you want to go to a break and then I'll pick it up after
0: that. Perfect, and perfect timing. We'll, uh, we'll finish that in a second. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. So, look. So, you guys know about GALLS, right? I mean, the country's leading uniform uh, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. Now, they have a variety of offerings for multi-tools and flashlights, the duty duty boots, and actually tactical gear. So, if you have a loved one who serves in public safety or law enforcement, you're sure to find gifts that they're going to love. So, go to and check out GALLS.com slash leo today now um i was checking it out last night and you know they have an awesome collection and uh you know i I just i think i'm going to go continue to go shopping for for my law enforcement you know family and friends you know from galls.com as well so again galls.com slash leo check it out and look they've got some awesome sales and specials including things that will allow you to save you know shipping costs so it's really a great opportunity um and also let's talk about medicare insurance options there's over 80 options in just hillsborough county florida alone, which is where i'm at the benefits they can change annually so how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs and the answer is simple contact mymedicare.live or or call area code 813-245-6656 especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area in Florida talk to James or Bobby they'll help you save money on your medication copays find plans that your doctors accept to get more of the benefits that you actually qualify for so again 813-245-6656 or mymedicare.live all right welcome back to the Leo Round Table show all right special agent Mike Roach sorry to uh to uh, cut you off there but go that, ahead brother that's
3: right I've lost track of time too so um so my wife is concerned about my one daughter traveling on the, the, the Metro between my one daughter's house and where she was going for this training. And I said, no, nah, I said, you know, the, the, the Metro's relatively safe. It's clean. It's not like the subway in New York where people are being pushed off and all this. And lo and behold, that very night that the FBI agent, who uh, appears to be just standing there minding his own business and gets accosted by this individual, and uh, the next thing they're flipping over the top of this wall and taking an eight-foot plunge and uh, you know that the fbi agent was able to uh, pull out his gun and shoot and kill this uh bad guy well as it turns out the bad guy of course has a criminal record did was carrying uh, a gun and was also armed with a knife as well so um even though you know when they discussed it with his his Family you know he was turning his life around and you know and all that kind of stuff you know, but um, you know again, why he picked an FBI agent to you know he, he picked the wrong person to uh, to tussle with
0: yeah, yeah, I mean they they've had these two encounters you know that we've covered on them you know they were they they took care of business, so um lieutenant speaking of taking care of business and guys that are willing to do that, lieutenant Randy
2: I just think that that was the Darwin syndrome playing out
0: that's 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 a good angle
2: yeah he he had to go he was he, he just he just had to go that's it and and that fbi agent accommodated him
0: yeah. all right thanks guys thanks to our panel for uh, for being here guys uh, appreciate it also our sponsors motion dsp Galls, guardian alliance technologies gunlearn.com, uh, mymedicare.life, my dot tote and also bang energy for fuelness hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.